Good morning. Welcome to the Light of the World broadcast, a ministry of the Holly Grove Baptist Church in Bearden, Arkansas. We, we pray that you are encouraged by the Word of God. God loves you, and so do I. We look forward to seeing you soon. Good morning. Today's scripture will come from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for allowing us to gather together as a church family to glorify your name. During this pandemic, we pray for healing, peace, and understanding. We ask that you bless everyone in a special way. Thank you for being so, so good to us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Grab the word of God in your hand and let's go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 through 25. And it reads, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. While you were sleeping, while you were sleeping. We live in an information age. Of this, there should not be any dispute. In my short span of 37 years, I have seen us move from a 9 to 5 society to a 24-hour-a-day society. Television news is no longer allocated at the dinner hour. We are now inundated by 24-hour newscasts. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and other networks have made us aware that news breaks any time of the day. Aircraft that used to only fly in the day and rarely had an evening flight are now expanding due to the demand, due, due to the demand of being on the West Coast at night and being on the East Coast in the morning. By the time a newspaper is delivered on your front porch, it has already been outdated by the events between the time that the paper is put to bed by the editors at midnight and at your front door by 6 a.m. The last meal of the day is no longer at 6 p.m. Now restaurant lights flicker and invite us to join them for late night supper and some restaurants and fast food places stand boldly to remind us that they are open all the time. Mortuaries are now on call 24-7. However, there is a point when our human bodies created and molded by the God that we serve must be reined in for a period of rest and refreshment. As children, we were reminded that the human body really should have eight hours of uninterrupted rest and sleep. 
This period of refreshment allows the body to enter into several stages of sleep, which refresh the mind, allows the lungs to rest from all phases of activities, allows the circulatory system the access to remove toxins without an eruption, allows the feet to go into a period of rest after being the navigator and the weight lifter simultaneously. It allows the eyes to relax after a day of processing millions of images throughout the day. The ears can now rebuild and rest after assimilation of millions of various noises, pitches, and sounds. Rest is necessary. You need a break from the howling dog, the day filled with confusion, the laughter, the tears, the work, the search for work, the ingestion of food, tobacco, and yes, for some, drugs and alcohol. You need a break to relax skin cells that have been stretched out due to stress. You need a break because that's why some 60-year-olds look like 20-year-olds and some 20-year-olds look like 60-year-olds. You need a break to rest your heart, rest your mind, rest your spirit, rest your plans, rest your agendas, rest your routine. Some of us live our lives as if we are the frontliners in the Negro spiritual. I ain't got time to die. Lord, I keep so busy working for the kingdom. Keep so busy working for the kingdom. Keep so busy working for the kingdom. I ain't got time to die. It takes all of my time to praise my Savior, all of my time to praise the Lord. If I don't praise him, the rocks are going to cry out. Glory and honor, glory and honor. I ain't got time to die. The reason why some of us are not enjoying pleasant sleep is being that we wake up with our problems and we close the day with the same problems. However, I have come to suggest to us today that no matter what you may have on your plate at the end of the day, even while you are sleeping, trouble can come. So Jesus in this parable, this parabolic teaching is speaking in the voice of likened unto when describing the kingdom of heaven. Now, Jesus had teaching styles that describe the kingdom of heaven as like unto or likened unto. Now, his allegorical argument says that you can be like a kid in the candy shop or you can be likened unto a kid in the candy shop. In this widely known parable, the Lord is teaching the disciples a series of parables about the kingdom of heaven that began in verse number 10. Now, the kingdom of heaven phrase that is used in Greek is descriptive of the domain of the Lord. Now, for the sake of argument, it must be conceded that given the matter of the argument of trouble and confusion, it must be talking about the earthen domain and not in heaven. Why? Because trouble is on the earth, but trouble is not in heaven. War is on the earth, but war is not in heaven. Rumors are on the earth, but rumors are not in heaven. Starvation is on the earth, but starvation is not in heaven. 
Child abuse is on the earth, but child abuse is not in heaven. Drug abuse is on the earth, but drug abuse is not in heaven. Mourning is on the earth, but mourning is not in heaven. Living in the projects is on the earth, but projects are not in heaven. Lifelong illness is on the earth, but lifelong illness is not in heaven. But Jesus says, in essence, that those of us who are in the kingdom of heaven on the earth is likened unto a man which soweth good seed. Now, I need to suggest to us that it's good seed. In the Greek, the word used here, kalos, which means that it was seed that was shaped and crafted for its perfect use. It was genuine seed, but it was the kind of seed that was just perfect for its use. The text says that the man sowed good seed, but it's not the kind of seed that is impregnated in the ground, but it is scattered seed. So in other words, the soil is tilled, turned over, but the seed is tossed on top of the ground instead of placed in the ground. Have you ever wondered why some circumstances happen in churches and ministries? It's because we take good seed and there are times we are commanded to put things on top of rather than within because the process of planting and harvesting appears to be twofold. The preacher plants, he scatters, but only the Lord can grant the increase, the harvest. And if, and it's not just the preaching ministry, but all phases of ministry operate in this, in this principle, evangelism, preach to them. They receive salvation. The Lord grants the increase music ministry, teach them to sing. They in turn have powerful praise and worship and the Lord grants the increase. Sunday school, teach them the word of God. They develop a successful walk with the Lord, but the Lord grants the increase. Usher ministry, teach them the signs, teach them how to be hospitable, but the Lord grants the increase. Mission ministry, teach them to share the word. Then there are conversions, but the Lord grants the increase. Prayer ministry, teach them how to talk to God. They develop a prayer life, but the Lord grants the increase. Now notice here that the man has scattered seed, but notice that it was in the parcel of land that was assigned to him. Oh, brothers and sisters, don't you dare get too comfortable with your assignment. Don't get too possessive with the place that God has assigned you until you understand that it's a parcel of land that was assigned to you and somebody had it before you got there and somebody will have it when you're dead and gone. In other words, the Lord says you have to plant in your field during your time, using your gifts in your time, because when your assignment is over, somebody else is going to work your field. Somebody else is going to wear your clothes. Somebody else is going to drive your car. Somebody else is going to live in your house. 
Somebody else is going to sing your song. Somebody else is going to pray in your spot. Somebody else is going to preach your, in your pulpit. Somebody else is going to play your piano. Somebody else is going to be married to your spouse. But working for the Lord is a ministry of seasons. You need to keep in mind that this is my field today. This is my seed today. This is my scattering ministry today. But someone else will come by and work their field with their seed, with their ministry. Now, that does not devalue your work and your time, but it is the reality of this ministry. However, even ministry requires sleep. Jesus says that while men slept, what's interesting here is that in verse 24, it's a man sowed good seed in his field. But in verse 25, it's now men sleeping. It's not directive grammar. It's simply suggesting that it was during the nightfall when men are supposed to be sleeping, the man's labor of the day, but now he is counted among those who are supposed to be asleep. Not creeping, not tipping, not dipping, but everybody is asleep during this time. Not only are the men asleep, but the birds are asleep. Now, farmers used to put out scarecrows to keep the birds away from the field. Now, birds by nature will not attack or take seed from the ground if there is a human being around. But instead of standing watch on the field, the farmer puts a scarecrow in the field with overalls on, a, a red shirt, and a hat to scare off the birds. However, at night, the scarecrow is never given any floodlights or spotlights. The scarecrows are never given any track lighting because it was not necessary because birds are not up at night, but people are. You remember the old saying, the freaks come out at night, the troublemakers come out at night, the gossipers come out at night, the fighters come out at night, the enemies come out at night. His enemy came and sold tasks. Now, let me tell you two things that should be gleaned from here, and that is you can do a good job for the Lord and still have enemies. You can praise the Lord and still have enemies. You can lift up your hands in worship and still have enemies. You can speak in tongues and still have enemies. You can preach and stomp and spit and still have enemies. You can dance the holy dance all around the church and still have enemies. You can sleep soundly with sugar plums flying around your head with an ionic breeze machine in your room with a mask on your face to block out any light, earplugs in your ear to remove any sounds, an apparatus to help your sleep apnea, pills to relax your body, and you too will still have enemies. Why? The enemy comes out at night and the enemy here does the same thing that the sower did. He scattered seed. He did it at the same place the sower's field. 
He probably wore the same type of field shoes. But the main difference here is not the appearance and not the feel, but it's the enemy used similar looking seed that did not produce the same results. It was tares. Tares look like the good seed. Tares grow like good seed. Tares scatter like good seed, but they produce crops that not only grow, but they can choke good seed. Notice in this life, you may give God your best. Someone may come along and try to scatter bad seed around you. Someone may be working tonight while you're sleeping. Someone may be trying to destroy you while you're sleeping. Someone may be trying to destroy your family while you're sleeping. But let me give you some hope. God has a remedy for your predicament. I notice here that even though the enemy was working at night, the sower still slept through the night. And I wondered why would the sower still sleep? Because you've got to learn that there are some times when you go on and let the Lord take care of your circumstances. Go to sleep. Get your rest because when the tares grow up and when the good seed grow up, there will be a separation and it will not be by the sower, not by the enemy, but by the reaper who is trained to know the difference between the wheat and the tare. He will separate. So I tell you, go back to sleep. Don't worry about it because God's got this whole thing in his hands. God is able to refresh you. God is able to strengthen you. Go back to sleep. The enemy will be working, but my mama taught me a song when I was a little boy that says, all night, all day, the angels keep watching over me. Somebody here, the enemy has come in and has been working in your field, and you don't know the blessing that can be received if you can just trust in the Lord. If you don't believe, come on out to Calvary. Jesus died on an old rugged cross on Friday. Stay dead, buried in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. God bless you. God keep you is my prayer. You have been listening to the Light of the World broadcast, a ministry of the Holly Grove Baptist Church in Britain, Arkansas. We hope you will join us next week.